1: welcome to the Browns Wire podcast. This is your host Josh Keatley. With me is always Adam Moore, and today we got a special guest. We have Donovan James. He is a recruiting expert, a scouting expert. He has his own podcast. Uh, he is the dude. Donovan, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good, man. What a grand introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> you like that? You like that? I love we're, it. Man. Uh, well,
1: and before the before the show ends, we're gonna, we're not going to talk about it right now, but I know that you're going to you're going to want to talk about Zach Evans. I know that every conversation we have has be, <laughs> something has to be said about Zach Evans. So we, we, will, we that will come up. Uh, but we did wow. want to start out. I told Adam that you were in the Senior Bowl or you were down at the, you were down at the Senior Bowl. You're down at the, at the awards show. You got all the access that we don't. So I'm extremely jealous of that. But Adam is actually a Bengals fan. And as okay. you're probably well aware, the Bengals are probably going to draft too.
2: Joey Iceberg, man, it was all I had to call him. Remember, I made up that name on the show, Joe Burrow. Man. <laughs> That's yeah. right. I'll
1: give
2: you credit too. I was like eight months ago, man. He started that. Nobody calls him that still. I got a few people on that.
1: <laughs> you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. We'll get that trending. Adam will start the. Adam will start the train. Yeah, whatever it takes. I saw. I was.
0: I was just. I got in a rabbit hole on Twitter today about him pulling, trying to pull like an Eli Manning, and I just got real depressed. So it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out these next couple of months.
2: We might get all the dolphins picks though, so that might be all right. But we'll I know see. it. But dude, what what do you
1: what do you think though? You're you're the only one that's actually like met him and saw his body language recently. Um I mean do you think that he's the kind of guy that's not gonna want to play in Cincinnati?
2: Um I, I think he will, honestly. Like I, I mean I met him obviously he's, Award season, so we're still kind of doing the before the bowl games and everything. So things have changed. His life has changed so much since then. I met him, literally the week of uh, the Heisman Trophy. So his life's changed so much winning national championship and everything. But um, I, I just think a lot of people are saying oh, he's an Ohio kid, and, and I know you guys are both from Ohio. That doesn't mean as much just because, like, I think he kind of wants to get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he loves he loves Baton Rouge. He, I don't know. I think. He could hold out. He's been talking to Eli's people or whatever. You know how that worked out with the Chargers, but I don't know. I yeah. think he plays. As long as they can show effort and, hey, we're gonna. this is what we're going to do in the draft, and this is what we're going to build um on offense for you and do that. I think that's – I mean, the Bengals, that, that's a team that, man – I mean, people give them hell, but, like, it's a team that was uh, one of the Super Bowl contenders a few years ago, man. So yeah, oh
1: my yeah. God, that seems like so long ago.
2: I know it. I know. It. Oh, yeah. Andy Dalton had they
0: what five straight playoffs with Andy Dalton. That that offense yeah. has some pieces, man. So I I, I don't know, but it, yeah, I, I saw that he, his agent or somebody in that agency that he signed with was also also worked with Eli, and then also his quarterback coach right now, or the guy who's working with him is Jordan Palmer, who's Carson's yeah. brother, yeah. and obviously the Carson and and the Bengals had a falling out. So I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I hope it works out
1: do you think that uh, him being from ohio be him being from ohio it might actually hurt him because he knows how dysfunctional the, <laughs> the Bengals are yeah. right for ownership and all that man
2: yeah that's what i'm saying everyone says a lot because oh it's ohio kid he didn't you know he grew up a saints fan he's talked about it kind of extensively at this point so he's not really a Bengals guy or browns guy or whatever so he's an ohio kid but yeah it might hurt him a little bit he grew up watching Bengals lose a lot. Of games, you know I, mean? I mean, no disrespect, man. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, yeah. Well, Adam knows they suck. It's it's yeah. fine. He's totally I'm fine. Not, I'm a Packers fan. Like I don't, the Bengals, like we don't. I don't know. I just we don't play them. It's like I don't. I'm from I'm from California too. Josh knows that, so it's like I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't really. I don't know many Bengals fans, so I'm not hating yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is this your first one? This is your first Bengals fan? <laughs> no, I have met a, a, most of the people I know are the Ohio from Brown, Browns fans. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked by that. So Steelers.
0: Josh, yeah, Josh and I grew up like right in the middle of the state where like like everybody to the north was Cleveland, everybody to the south is Cincinnati. We and we grew up like like just a couple of
1: miles apart, so we were right in between that line. When we were when we were kids, so I feel like most people were Bengals fans because I mean the Bengals were fun. They had Ocho Cinco, they had Hushman Zada, they had Carson Palmer, Rudy Johnson, Cedric Benson. The Browns, I mean, the Browns were, I mean, they were rough, dude. I mean, they had more guys. They had more guys that got in trouble for having off-field issues than anything. William Green, Calvin Winslow, Braylon Edwards. Remember Braylon Edwards punched uh, LeBron James's friend and got traded like the next day. <laughs> I remember that. I remember yeah, that. I mean, like that's like the most interesting thing that happened that season. Like it's just crazy. <laughs> it's pitiful. But uh, it is a Browns podcast. We will move on to the Browns. Uh, I don't know if you've been paying attention. I know that you know more about him than I have. Um, I watched a little bit of him. Uh, but Mekhi Becton, off the tackle out of Louisville, I'm sure you're well aware he's being mocked to the Browns nonstop. What do you think about him? What do you know about him? That question for me. Yeah, of course oh, okay. it is. Sorry, sorry, I don't
2: know. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, he's, he's raw still a little bit, but he's a good player, man. He's got a lot of good physical tools out there, and uh, obviously this guy's been playing for a while. I mean, he came in with Lamar and those guys, so he's really been there for a long time. But he's very athletic. That's, I think, what the Browns are. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, being the Browns guru you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> th- that athleticism up front, just the way they're trying to play and that they're trying to spread it out. Um, I think he can fit in. Is I, yeah, he mocked in the first round? to Yeah, he's mocked at number 10 in Mel Kuiper's latest mock draft. That's high. I high believe that came me. out today. That's, you think that's, that's too high? Too, yeah, he's not ready enough for that. I, I would go a different, I mean, <laughs> a couple different maybe routes on that. I, I don't think he's ready to be a top 10 pick because that means you're expected to be a day one starter and a kind of cornerstone of the franchise. I don't think he's that. I wouldn't go that far, but not- he's a good player. He's a That's top. That's really interesting. I think he's like a top. I think he's like a good second round pick. Good day two pick. Really? Man, he's got him going number 10. All right. Okay, so that bring, that brings up another I mean, question.
1: You said you said he was athletic. He's expected to measure in at 6'7, 370 pounds. But I hear that he's going to test out of this world. I heard he's going to be on the upper echelon of athletic ability. Is that true? I mean, because you know, as you said, the Browns are going to a, a zone running scheme. So they are going
2: to need their offensive linemen to be more. You know, quick footed. Is he going to be able to do that? Yeah, he's he's quick footed. Athleticism wise, and coming up for the um, combine, he's going to kill it. And I get that. And I know there is perception what's gonna hap- gonna happen, and what's going to happen, actually going to happen, is what I think. You know, what I mean, I just don't personally think from the tape I've seen that he is that good of a player. But is he going to move up? Yes, he's going to be a. Mel Kuyper and those guys are trying to just predict the future more so they want to be oh i told you so i told you it was going to be a top tough yeah so that's what i think they're going for for me i'm just kind of going off of what i know right now and what i see i w- if i'm the browns i do not pick him the eye does he fit mm-hmm. the system yes but the browns have as talented as they are they still have a lot of needs they can go a lot of different routes and they're, plus there's just simply better offensive tackles in this draft class that they can pick and they can get more value and the Browns are one of those teams that's weird. I think they could easily be Super Bowl contender next year, or they could be like four and twelve. So they're kind of <laughs> new, you know I mean? so, you know, there's like no in between with them. They're a weird team, as you know. So <laughs> oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Well, okay. So you said there's some offensive tackles that you like better, and I, I think I know some that are gonna that you're gonna say, but I want to hear from you. Who, so who do you think who do you think is better than him at offensive tackle A and B? Who do you see landing
2: there at ten? Um, you know, I need I I know Isaiah Wilson is a really good one obviously george's got two of them andrew thomas is the best one to me oh um, thomas. Most...
1: yeah i like him too and now
2: he's not gonna probably be there at 10 unless something crazy happens you never know what the draft does something crazy. if he drops to 10 for cleveland um you that that's killing it you know you always for that franchise but um i like prince tega uh Wan- one one i think i'm saying that name. yeah i'm not good with names <laughs> But, uh,
1: I know, right? We I, need, need Bill to I, correct us here.
2: I think they're very similar. Um, out and Louisville, I think they're very similar. But uh, Prince has got some good uh, traits as well. Dredrick Will, uh, Willis of Alabama is another one too. Um, you know, he's complete to me. He's a guy that's a top, that's a top ten pick. Um, yeah, top fifteen pick. Um, Tristan Wirfs, I like him, but they're talking about pulling him maybe into guard. Um, from Iowa, I still think he has some value at guard right tackle left tackle he plays a lot of different positions so that'd be another guy to look out for um uh, sc's got a guy and i I, i'm drawing a blank right now (laughs) and i should not be because i'm a usc fan oh you know um, what
1: that's so funny that you're drawing a blank
2: because i am too and we actually talked about him on on twitter yeah um,
0: austin jackson thank you Yes. austin jackson
2: now, see, Austin Jackson is another freak athlete and going to kill it. But he's st- – yeah, Austin Jackson, thank you, Adam. I appreciate that. Um, they're similar in a way, too. Now, you could go with Austin Jackson. He's got a little bit more upside, I feel like. He's younger, um, played a little bit less games, but he's got a little bit more upside. His athleticism is, is similar. Um, so, that's another guy we'll look out for. This tackle class isn't great. So, you don't think so? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I don't think – the I think it's top-heavy. Um, and I didn't mention Trey Adams as well. Obviously, with Trey Adams, you're getting a stub, but you know the injury risks that you're going to get with Trey Adams. He's well, he's
1: hard. not going to be. A, you don't. I don't view him as a first. I, I think he not has any first-round talent. Yeah, we talked about him being a first-rounder last year, um, and then obviously, you said, you know, as you said, things went kind of went south with him and his back and all that. Um, but the, the Austin Jackson thing. You know, you are a USC guy. I know you, that you probably know him in and out. When I hear people talk about him dude it sounds like they're giving me the greg robinson scouting report super athletic but has tape where i mean he has games where he just whiffs dude i mean right
2: yeah there's some there's some tape of him that he's he's raw he he came out early i i would have liked i thought he would have been a top 10 pick like an andrew thomas type if he had came back but i understand dude. the situation at at usc is not pretty you know they lost a lot of skill a lot of their coaches up everyone pretty much except clay's gone so um I don't know, man. It, it Austin's really good. But Greg Robinson, I can see that comparison of uh, them two coming out. Austin is a monster, though, man. He, he really is technical, um, but he's still learning. But I think he has it in him. Um, and from, I don't know. I'm not that close to the USC program or anything, but I do know some people on staff. I mean, he is a quick learner. Um, he's a hard worker. And that's what you want from somebody that's, um, you know, still kind of raw. You don't want raw and, you know, not really coachable, too. Right. You know, so at least he's got something, got that going for him. I guess. You could
1: I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong. They they were playing, they played Iowa in, in their bowl game, and I think him getting kind of hammered by AJ Epinesa kind of stuck out in my mind. But you know, that that's another guy who's going to be a high round prospect, who's probably going to be a very productive NFL player. So maybe uh, maybe evaluating him and just having that game stick out my mind makes me don't makes me not like him as much as I should. So maybe that's something I should go back and
2: revisit um yeah that game i mean that a.j is so so good i mean that's a guy from high school you know me doing high school recruiting is we knew you know i mean he was a top 10 player there and he's still a top 10 15 whatever player first round pick he's just so consistent so that was a tough matchup for him but i mean he had i mean the arizona game i know it's arizona but um he's from arizona too so he kind of i guess you know tried to take advantage of that game the arizona game he looked like a first round pick like yeah. Uh, monster. Um, Notre Dame game. He shows really good flashes versus a very experienced Notre Dame defense. Um, this kid's 20 years old, man. He's one of the youngest players in the draft. So, um, he did not know that. Yeah. He's only 20 years old. So he's got a lot of room to grow.
1: That's insane. Now, I know that you were out at the Senior Bowl. Um, I can you, I mean, I, I don't want to make you repeat everything that you said on, on your podcast. Um, but when uh, we talked about Justin Herbert being one of the guys that you really like talking to, we also talked about Javon Kinlaw. Is that something that you can talk about a little bit here? Because I thought when you were talking about his story, I thought it was really interesting. Like I thought I could listen to you talk about your experience of talking to Javon Kinlaw for hours. And I know that his story has been kind of well publicized, but I, I didn't know if you can kind of talk about a little bit more about you know how your experience was with him. I know that you mentioned, you no, know, it was almost like his eyes were watering every time you spoke to him. Um, I just thought that was a really cool story, a re- really cool point of view. Can
2: you kind of talk about him a little bit? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, um, I'm glad you let me tell that story because I really – I'm not a really storyteller, but I like listening to stories, and his story was great. I heard a lot of different stories, and Javon Kinlaw's was interesting. His family um, – I, I know a lot of families that coming up in NFL draft, they don't have much, they're poor, they're in poverty or whatever, but his family and his situation you know, – he was sleeping in a car in junior college when he was a junior college All-American. Um, he was going into the um, weight room early, um, leaving late because he didn't have a place to go. And they're like, "Why are you still here? Dude? Like, you know, go home." He's like, "No, I don't. There's no home. You know, I'm just out here trying to work on my craft." He literally said, "Being homeless helped him be the football player," which I thought was that's just insane to me. That's crazy. I can imagine um, that that and his family being in and out of homeless shelters, and him just he wants this really bad. It's, this isn't just for Ken law. Um, this is for the, 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 whole family, you know what I mean? Well, it's not just for Javon. So I thought that was a good story. And yeah, he did tear up a little bit just cause he said, he's kind of just all taking it all in being in mobile. He always dreamed of being in mobile, always dreamed of being at the NFL draft and Indi- Indianapolis, excuse me, coming up. And then, um, obviously at the draft in Vegas this year. So, um, he's obviously going to be there at all those events. He's going to be a first round top 10 pick. He made a lot of money. As Thomas J said, um, millions of dollars at the Senior Bowl. He was the best player there. Um, not even close from defense to me. So he took it serious, man. He was really working his ass off. Every play was just. While well, he was his last play, Josh and Adam, I swear, like he he worked it's his wild. ass off. He worked so hard. Um, he, his that motor. He now he still has weaknesses. He's not a perfect player, obviously, but I love the motor and I love the energy um, that he has and I love. Just um, his bull-rushing mentality and how, how good he's gotten, man. Because, I mean, like I said, this kid was under-recruited. Um, Ju- Juco guy. Juco American, though. He dominated that level, and then he came up. Didn't dominate at South Carolina, but you got to think. I mean, that team not great. Um, still all-SEC, still all-American on that team. Man, he was getting he was getting triple team too. Insane, I mean, yeah. I,
1: I would watch him a lot, and he, I, I, was not overly impressed with him when I first took a glance at him last year. But I mean, he was absorbing triple teams, and he really wasn't budging. I, 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 am a fan. I have seen him get mocked. I think it's highly unlikely, but I have seen him get mocked to Cleveland numerous times. Um, so and I think we skipped over this, but I do want to mention Kinlaw is the defensive tackle out of South Carolina. So I, I do want to make sure I mention that because I think I skipped over that. Um, but I would yeah, I
2: love him on the Browns, man.
1: It would be it would be pretty wild with with him Garrett Vernon. I mean, it'd definitely be wild. I don't think it's going to happen because that offensive tackle class. I mean, they they need they need to protect Baker. They just have to. Uh, But it would be something interesting, especially if he makes someone fall in love with his attitude and his passion at the combine. I mean, you never know how that's going to go. But you know that pressure you go down you go down to these events a lot. This is not this is not something that's new for you. That kind of pressure on a player, I mean. I know that I know that we. It's an. I know it's inspiring, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But don't you think that that
2: can also have a negative effect as well? Like it's almost too much. Does that make sense? I do. I actually, when you brought that up on uh, on the podcast that we do, um, I agree with you because I think that's true. I kind of felt bad for him. Like everyone else was kind of inspired, I was too. Like you said, but like I kind of felt bad because I'm like what if this kid doesn't make it like there's people banking on this kid he's, he's 22 21 years old you know what I mean um, there's grown people that have you know had bad breaks in life or messed up in life or are both um, banking on this kid and it kind of sucks to be in that situation that's <laughs> like, wild he also could take his family well he not could he is going to take his family out of poverty with his millions of dollars that he's going to make but we've seen that be a pitfall i hope his family doesn't take advantage of him right they hope he has good people around him um it just sounds like his family just kind of all came from nothing um like they just you know they're trying to make it um i know his mom really really tried to still like put food on the plate for him and everything and it's just you know the, the story it- it's a lot of pressure like you said i agree with you it's uh Something that he's going to have to have a good support system. Um, good agent, good manager, everything like that around him. I That's wish him the best, though. Good kid. Really good story.
1: And we, we we talked about him. Obviously, that was a pure business trip for him. Can you talk about – and I don't, want, I don't want you to bash anybody, but can you talk about maybe someone on the opposite end of the spectrum that maybe wasn't taking it serious enough or that you noticed, like, oh, man, this guy didn't make any money while he was there?
2: Um –
1: that's a guy tough, that man. I I read about, the, a guy that I was thinking of. Now remember, I wasn't there, but a guy that I've read about, maybe not taking it seriously and really struggling. Now you defended him, but I So if if I'm wrong, let me know. But a guy that I heard was Shay Patterson. I heard Shay Patterson just wasn't really. Yes, yeah, he made that noise. You liked it. You thought he had a. Good, you thought he had a couple good days, though, right?
2: I mean, Shay, You know, man. You know how I've, I've known Shay for a while, like since high school or senior high school. He. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I kind of don't. It's it's just like he that's that Shay though. Like he had days where he looked like a great top one hundred type quarterback, like a you know, early day two day three guy, or whatever. But then some days he looked like undraftable and like you say, XFL guy or whatever. No disrespect to XFL, but you know, quarterback plays not as good, obviously. So I love um, it.
1: I love when you say I, it, that's I. I love when you say it's Shay. That's Shay. I feel like that's like his scouting report, dude.
2: Well, it's just like I kind of like people are just trying to so hard to figure this kid out. I'm like, this has been him at Ole Miss, It's been him at Michigan really for the past four years. So that you, you can sit there and try to figure it out, but I think he's just inconsistent. Some court, I mean, look, we're, I'm not comparing him to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you look at somebody like Fitzpatrick, Speaking of fantasy, that dude saved my fantasy team. He won me my fantasy. <laughs> <team>. <laughs> but he, lo- who would have thought he would have won my fantasy? or looked that good. He had like the second or third highest QBR, I think, in the NFL the past uh, the last month of the NFL. So I think his ceiling is kind of Fitzpatrick, and he has athleticism too. Um, he's actually really athletic, a little bit more athletic than people thought, but also small hands. Um, so he's just everything. That something good happens to Shade. It's good, and then it's bad. It's really bad. So. Kind of came in undersized, a little light. Um, some people say the question is uh, um, a dedication, you know, to the the whiteboard, to the game like that. He's kind of just a guy you throw out there and play, and he likes to do that. He's a gunslinger. You can't do that in the NFL, not him. You know what I mean? He doesn't have right. enough juice, juice for that. So, yeah, he was. A, I can agree with you on that. Um, I don't think he really necessarily lost. I think Steven Montez lost money. Um, what? I love Montez. I know you do. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know
1: why I love him either. I don't really have. I think. I don't know why. I just think. 6'5, 230,
2: 235, man. Big boy, strong arm. Just. I and mean, he did nothing, huh? It's just inaccurate, man. I mean, he's got a big arm. Um, You know, and I know Jordan Love was out there too, and he's a big guy, and he impressed me. But um, as far as Montez, yeah, he kind of. I thought he could have really made a name for himself and moved up the board a little bit. And he still has a chance to do that, obviously, in Indianapolis. But he did not do well. He's just missed so many throws, man. And he does not like to throw checkdowns, which is bad. NFL coaches hate that. So Well, he's used to chucking out to LaVishka. Exactly. Or Tony Brown or whoever. So, I mean, yeah. it, he struggled. Um, a lot of people said he struggled um, with a lot of stuff on the whiteboard, too. Now, obviously, I wasn't there for that. I don't have that type of juice, but you know talking to some of the people down there in Mobile, you know, you get to talking and uh, they're just like, "Yeah, he struggled a little bit kind of um on the whiteboard. I'm not saying he's a dummy or anything, but um just there's some advanced guys um down there. And like like Anthony Gordon who's a lot smaller, a lot less playing experience, but he kind of took advantage of the senior bowl for what it's worth, you know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. I think he's a guy that Lost a little bit. I mean, so Ashton, like, some of the guys that were just hurt kind of lost, I guess, a little bit, but they're hurt. So I'm not going to really, like – like, Ashton uh, Davis from Cal. Yeah. Would, like, um, would have like to see him go, but he couldn't go. So that's fine. I get it. But, um, yeah, I mean.
1: Now, we have a lot of Ohio State fans that listen to the show, and one question that someone actually submitted, and I thought was great timing because no one's going to know better than you. There's three Ohio State receivers out for the draft this year. First of all, two of them were at – Senior Bowl, but I I've been asked to rank the three wide receivers. So as you know, KJ Hill, Benjamin Victor, Austin Mack. How would you rank those, and where do you
2: project them to be drafted? Ooh, that's tough, man. Ohio State. You know how I feel about the Ohio State Buckeyes, man. Uh, I like those. <laughs> I like the. I like those boys, man. I'm, I know I'm a USC guy, but I love watching me Ohio State. Yo, I wish uh, my team was that good, with that talented. I could name off three receivers. We only got one. But anyway, uh, obviously KJ Hill is by far to me. Uh, well, not by far, but he. he it, it's a oh total you know, he's agreement. He's he's a neck ahead. Um, yeah. What he what he is making speaking of making money in senior ball, man. Um, that kid just showed everything. I mean, he dominated down there. Everything he did, every route he ran, ran was so crisp. And then showed us some, some athleticism. Showed the hands. Showed the range. Showed the ball skills. Showed everything. He even blocked a little bit um, more than I thought. That he, he you know he could so I like him. He was I a like great Max. blocker at Ohio State. Yeah, KJ Hill. I, 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 yeah,
0: Good, what, what was, was that? that? It was Good the blocker. Penn State game
2: last year where
0: he yeah. uh, he blocked like three dudes and, and sprung? I think it was was it Victor for the game winner? Yeah, I, right. would,
2: I, I would say I like I say I would say Benjamin be second and Mac third probably in there as far as projecting them. KJ second. The, the receiver class is insane. Me and we were going through that on my podcast last night. The receiving club oh, it it's beautiful, man. I love it. I was like, Did we get this many receivers. I kind of hate it because there's going to be a lot of UDFAs that are. Dude, you gotta you gotta plug
1: that man. podcast, man. You gotta get oh, the man. name and the time to- and the time slot. Oh, plug okay.
2: that thing. I, I hate, dude. <laughs> I got will though. Um, full press coverage, man. Yeah, shout out to uh, all the Darius Allensworth, Cal Berkeley kid, and you know, my cousin. Um, shout out Josh Keatley always.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> got our got our running back there. Got Bill Carroll. The old old man and then uh Eric Robinson's back. You
1: know, E Robin. Dude, and, so. and, um, we're just, no. and for our listeners, we're just scratching the surface, dude. On the, on on Donovan's podcast, they go in depth. Bill will talk about someone's grandfather and how he was an athlete. Adam, I swear to God, dude. He talks it's a lot, <laughs> but it's but he talks a lot, but it's like it's, mean- it's meaningful. It's all meaningful. It's yeah, all. It's
2: meaningful. it's meaningful. It's mean. Yeah, it's all good stuff. It's great. I mean, it, you go. It goes deep. It goes you get deep. a little bit of. You get a little bit of everything. Not to you know talk about pocket, but you know Josh is bringing the heat on football. I like to joke around with Josh a lot too. And then Darius, like I said, we're you know fan- he's like my brother pretty much. Like we're we're actually cousins, not just like a a black thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're actually, co- well, people ask that, you know what I mean? I'm being honest. They're like, are you- I'm like, no, our moms are sisters, bro. Like, um, and, you know, he played at Cal Berkeley, like, recently, and he's got a lot of connections, so it's good to have him on the show. And then, obviously, Eric coming back, um, you know, he was over in, uh, like, Kuwait, I think, so he's coming back to the show. He does some good stuff at the Falcons Wire. So, Dude, or Donovan. He's alcoholics, alcoholic, so um, SB Nation, so it's fun. It's a cool Dude, show. Dude, Donovan man. has
1: such good connections that he had The Bachelor on his show. Swear to God. He had the ba- wait no, the the Bachelorette winner right?
2: Yeah, Dylan Barber. Um. Yes,
1: swear to God, Adam, he had the Bachelorette winner. He texted me. He texted me like, I'm I'm really bad at texting back, so it, it could have been like three weeks beforehand. But I feel like I read it the day of, and he's like, Hey, we're gonna have the Bachelorette winner on. I'm like, What? Are, are you really like?
2: It was. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we try to keep it just as sports, but like, I like. I like viewers, and <laughs> I like um, <laughs> listeners. I, know I, I just like it to be loose and fun and have something different, you know what I mean, for everybody. So, yeah, shout out Dylan Barber. He, and he he's a – you know, he played sports. He played a little bit in college and high school and stuff. So um, he likes to ball, play basketball and stuff. So, yeah, we had him on. We had uh, – or we're supposed to have on uh, the girl from TikTok. I don't know. I'm not a TikTok person. I'm old. Dude, but, I, I, uh, liked, I like – She's coming on. I like when, on when Hackett man. came on. Who?
1: Hackett with the uh Tom Hackett. Oh, yeah, we had that Tom was Hackett on. that was a good was, one. He had a lot
2: to say. He's awesome, man. Tom Hackett's the he's yeah. the he's the truth. He's great. Um, yeah, we, we man, we try to have so many different people on, man. I don't know. We just try. That's, try that's where anyway.
1: Adam and I are trying to go to. We're, we're, we're yeah. trying to get to your level.
2: I'll throw some people. <laughs> like, no, it's funny. Like, not to, I don't want to get like too off top, the topic of the takeover show. I'm just saying, like, we it's funny. I, um, we had Port Augustine on, you know what I mean? And um, I, I know, you know, um,
0: um, he's, a br- he's a brown
2: and Johnny Stanton, man. That's, That's my right. Guy, so. so, yeah, let's throw him on the show on your show. I'll oh, man, I'd
1: will throw I would i do not know if I could concentrate with having Porter on though. I'd be trying to stare at his pecs the entire time.
2: <laughs> were, I think were you were you doing the show when we had Porter on? Were you on? on
1: no, the show? no, I was not.
2: You weren't? Oh, I was, no, like, it must have been right before then because yeah, we yeah. had Porter, Porter on last year's draft. His him and his dad. We had it was the first time I had never heard anyone had they had we had John Gustin on his FOPs that played at Wyoming, and then we had um, Porter at the same time. That's so wild. That was dude. super cool. But, That's wild. <laughs> But yeah.
1: uh, well, okay, back back on topic. Sorry. Back on topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm in complete agreement with you with KJ Hill. I view him as an early round target as well. I think a lot of it depends on how well he tests. He seems like a guy that could really run slow, and that'll really kill him. Um, but I think he's super consistent. I'm with you on Benjamin Victor too, man. Uh, on Victor over Mac, but
2: everybody would a lot of people would disagree with you. They would. Um, I just talked to. I tried to talk to like DBs, and they said it would, he's tougher. They said he's a mismatch. Uh, he plays
1: Matt,
2: a. Man. He he's he. Everybody views him as like a deep threat. But Victor, I feel like he's
1: really good. now. Correct me if I'm wrong, because these guys, have, their Ohio State careers have been riddled with injuries. So you honestly, even if you're not watching Ohio State, just based off of your recruiting knowledge, probably have a better idea of what they're capable of than I. Because I mean, but I feel like Victor's really good at underneath routes. And his big body shields defensive backs away. I feel like he's, yes. and he obviously plays above the rim in the end zone. But I feel like, you know, I do feel like he's very good underneath routes. He
2: is. That's where he's good. Is under. Uh, yeah, he is a red zone throw, obviously because of his size and the way he can box you out. But he's underneath threat. That's where he's gonna make his money. So I would definitely agree with you on that. All and three he, of these receivers are good. I mean,
1: see, I think Mac is gonna struggle to find a, a find a role. I think that that might be a guy that we might see in the XFL, but. Uh, from what I hear from people that are closer to the program than I is that Mac is the hardest worker that they've had in there the last five years. They really? say that that dude is just a con- consistent grinder. I don't see it. I mean, he's always he's always hurt. He's not the biggest dude. He's got good size. He's not super fast. He does a lot of things okay, but there's a lot of receivers who do a lot of thing, things okay. What, I don't know if I'm I would try, draft him.
2: I'm trying to remember his um, height and weight. Do you know it, Bar?
1: Yeah, he, he's like 6'1", 210. He's probably going to be a little over 210 from what I hear.
2: It'll be interesting to see what team he goes to. He, Yeah, I could see him going – I could see him sticking around the league for five, six years just because if he works that hard and he's a special teamer and stuff like that. But I don't see him ever being uh, starting, contributing, a starting receiver that gets 20, 30 catches a game or anything like that. I don't see that. Right. Um, personally, right. that's just me. But he could be. That's probably all he will be, which is still fine. But I think – you know, Hill could be a guy that catches 60 balls a year, you know what I mean? whatever, 50, 60 passes a year. I could see yeah. him being a good two. Yeah. I don't think neither, neither of these guys are ones, but I mean, um, he could be a two.
0: KJ okay. Hill is Terry McLaurin to me. I, I feel like they're so similar coming out of Ohio State.
1: See, I, I just. I, Donovan, you tell you what, dude. You can you can break you can break up this fight. I did not like Terry McLaurin coming up. I thought he was very average. I thought Paris Campbell was better. I me thought too. Johnny Dixon was I like did a did step do. below. T- Terry McLaurin did a lot of things okay, but he didn't he didn't blow the doors off. KJ Hill though, he his production took a slight dip this year, but last year he was insane, and and, and this year he me he, he still had a couple balls where you know one handed. Uh, I mean, they gave it to him on reverses. I I feel like he's just. I, I like KJ Hill. I like KJ Hill more than I like McLaurin. I thought there, I, I think there's more there.
2: I, I was in love with Paris Campbell, so I don't even want to, I mean, I still think he's going to be really. He was good. hurt. He was,
1: hurt
2: he, he was hurt. he was hurt. And then the quarterback situation there was not what he expected. Obviously, he thought he was going to have Andrew Luck as his quarterback and got Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer. So, um, and I know I keep saying no disrespect, but I kind of am being disrespectful <laughs> on that one. But hey, I mean, Andrew Andrew Luck's a, a drop off, but no, I mean, yeah, Paris count KJ Hill. I, yeah, I didn't see it. With Lauren, I didn't see it. I thought I didn't. I didn't. I never would have imagined that. Honestly.
1: I mean, he was okay. He was very technical. I'm not bashing. I feel yeah, I'm, I'm gonna use your line. No disrespect, McLaurin's solid. I never said he sucked, but people were like, "Oh, he's a first rounder. He's a first rounder." I'm like, "Why, man? I was guy, he was not even the number one
2: at Ohio State." Yeah, I was thinking third, fourth, man. Yeah, I, I had him more. as a fourth rounder. Yeah, I that. Yeah, that was. Uh, didn't expect it at all. Um, he's Paris Campbell guy. Who's other receiver you mentioned from Ohio State last year? Oh, Johnny
1: Dixon. Johnny. He, John. Di- Johnny Dixon. He, he's. Yeah. He's. He. he he's an. He's an undrafted talent. He'll probably stick around. But I mean, he yeah. he went where he was supposed to go. Um, he was another guy that I think he was a four or five star recruit. U.S. Army All American. Got bumped yeah. and bruised throughout his college career. You know he's he's probably where he is. Kind of, I think he timed really bad. Um, but I, yeah, I think I, I, I'm trying to remember if we had any other Ohio State questions. But I believe that was it. Or was there any other like uh, not necessarily smaller school guys, but like middle round guys that you could see the Browns? It, it's hard to gauge because I know that the Browns had zero <laughs> scouts down there. Um, or if they did, none of the guys that were down there or work there anymore. <laughs> but was there anybody that you saw that like, oh, I could see. A team like the Browns snagging that guy in the fourth round, him being him being a contributor.
2: Um, Hmm. that's a good question. Good question. You know what? Um, God, I'm drawn another blank again. There's a the tight end. Obviously, Thaddeus Moss was the starting tight end, but the tight end that uh, started off the season and it was the second tight end. I know they kind of need a tight end, but not early. That they can maybe wait on that. Cole Kim. It would be nice to have, I'm sure, but tight ends, I looked at that position, obviously looking at um, the safety position there. Off of the tackle, there were some guys there off of the tackle. I th- think they could have gotten uh, not really. Ben Barch was kind of a guy that's a small school. I mean, super small school guy. Like I mentioned, he wasn't even on the bio. Um, and he was at the senior bowl. So I thought yeah, Ben and, Bartsch from uh, St. Yeah, John's, it, Minnesota. There you was, go. Saint John's. Yeah, he, ask. He's he's very athletic. Um, just kind of a monster kid, man. A wrestler, you know, really, really grew into his body late. That's why he didn't I mean always got no no offers really. He ended up at St. John's Minnesota. So I mean, uh but he's a late bloomer. That's a guy that you could Oh uh, Lloyd Cushionberry. if they need I don't I think they're fine inside the Browns. I don't think I think you guys are kinda need more like a tackle than inside um guys. Well Well yeah. then you could you see you get some depth at, at the um Guard position, I'm sure. Um, so, you went down there, and you, when you went down there, Barch had
1: nothing on his bio. bio. He was just nah, a blank space.
2: They just had his name, Ben Bart, St. John's, Minnesota.
1: So, you just walked up to him and you said, Hey, who are you? Or
2: <laughs> kind of, man. You know me. Like, I, I'm always to make <laughs> like, I was just like, Hey, man, like, how do you feel about not having like anything on your bio? Like, these guys had like, long bio. I mean, Justin Herbert, like, <laughs> I knew this man's life story. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, or not even like a big name like that. I mean, just like other guys, (laughs) she's like Tyree Cleveland from Florida. someone like that, by the way, that could be a guy, but I don't know if the Browns want to take any more character risk guys. That's
1: true. That's true. But what did you, what did you see from Tyree Cleveland? I I know that you talked about him (sighs) being extremely fast, but that'd be a guy that you could see the Browns snagging in the fourth round to maybe put in the slot.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't, is odell odell's a brown like he's not leaving yep. right is he okay, yeah cool i didn't know if that was like what, what it's i mean it, there's always rumors floating around but i think he's gonna be in cleveland i just i think he would fit uh if you guys want another wide receiver i know you guys drafted uh what's the wide receiver that just got kicked off the team oh not antonio callaway from florida <laughs> with the character. tampa
1: bay vipers of the xfl now
2: <laughs> so i'm saying well tyree cleveland florida yeah. Character issues, fast, same, you know, same deal. They were on the team together. They got suspended together. Um, oh. So do the so do the Browns want to draft that? Probably not.
1: um Fun fact: but, I did not know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they they got caught smoking uh weed together. So I mean, Tyree's got. I don't think Tyree's a bad kid. Like talking to him and talking to people that know him, just said he made some mistakes early on in his career. He was. He was a freshman when that was happening. You know, Callaway was like an upperclassman, so that's no excuse for Callaway. Obviously, no excuse for Tyree either, but he's he's, he's been clean since then. Um, he did get in trouble for a little bit of pot in his car um, a couple years ago. But, you know, Dan Mullen stuck with him. He had a clean year. He, he's been good on and off the field, so I like him. Devin Duvernay, though, too, um, from Texas. He's kind of a oh, Debo like Samuels him. type of receiver to me. Not as good as Debo. Obviously. I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but I could see him fitting on the Browns very well. That receiver there. Um, so that was another player that I thought was, well, hey, I could see this guy. Well, I didn't think that at the time. But, you know, if you're asking me right now, yeah, I could see that guy um, being a Brown. And, I, like I said, I follow the Browns. Like It's not like I'm oblivious to the team. The uh, team I follow a lot. No, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a huge Baker guy. Huge Baker guy. Huge Odell guy. You know, you guys got some stars on the team. So. <laughs> too bad, too bad uh, was, they suck. Well, you know, I was a big – Johnny Manziel was my favorite player, like, ever in college probably i didn't go to usc so that's when i started watching the browns a lot so, you know what that's an interesting anyway. topic i'm glad that you, i'm glad that you're defending johnny
1: menzel because i think johnny menzel i don't classify him i think that everybody talks about him like oh man he was terrible he was terrible he was terrible he wasn't bad first of all he won his first game as a starting quarterback against the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> second of all he was always coked out of his mind so it's not really fair to say that he sucked i feel like he could have worked
2: if he didn't do drugs and drink, man, he would have been probably solid. He yeah, been solid still. that's he that's just, all I'm
1: saying. And I, I think what? Teddy's better. They should have picked Teddy, but I don't think Johnny Menzel was terrible.
2: No, not at all. Um, I looked at a guy named Bradley Anai though from Utah too to oh, go yeah. back I thought his versatility out on the edge, and he can stand up. He could put his hands down. He could do it. They put him inside before a little bit. Um, he, he's not gonna really be playing too much inside. But he could do everything for you. That's the guy you would want. Um, And he
1: completely during the Senior Bowl he completely worked Calvin Throckmorton when he was playing tackle. Now, with that said, I I like Throckmorton. That's a guy that I could see probably in a potential fit for the Browns in the middle round. Somebody that you get for that depth, um, you know, kind of be that swing tackle, possibly start on the interior. Um, But and I did just beat him like a
2: drum. No. The thing about Throckmorton, he's good, but he's supposed to be inside, not out. Uh, he was yeah. playing out of position the whole time. So once they put him inside, he's just not. He can't compete with those dudes. They have athleticism, that edge, he's not going to be able to go get some Miles Garrett and like those guys. I mean, you know. What yeah. I mean? So he's got to move him inside, but he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, he got beat up. Um, Jonathan Greener was good. From, 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 I just thought Florida was really well represented. I think they have eleven players at the combine too. So they, and they did. I they saw all. that. They all did good at the Senior Bowl too. Um, that's crazy. Van, Van Jefferson, Jonathan Greenard, um, Michael P Ryan. Running back class is a little weak at the Senior Bowl, but P Ryan was pretty good. Um, and I don't, you know, I, you guys are fine at running back. I don't think the Browns are going to draft running back. <laughs> but, um, well, all the, and
1: all the rumors, all the rumors are that uh, Cream Hunt is going to be here next year too. So,
2: okay, yeah, I was wondering about that too. I, was, I yeah. didn't know if he was going to be. So yeah, that's good. Um, and like I said, safety. Jalen Elliott, I think I had a story about him on the show about how he said he was going to break the record for. Oh, you um, did?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That's a good story. That's a good story. Uh, tell, Tell us what he said again. So, yeah, Browns, I mean, that Browns definitely gives a known name, Jalen Elliott from Notre Dame. He's played uh, free safety, strong safety corner. But, yeah, he – so him and Tony Pryde Jr.'s teammate were kind of – they 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 both want to set the bench press record. And uh, Gilman, another Notre Dame secondary guy, uh, they said they're, uh, they're all bragging about who's the strongest. Jalen was like, I'm way stronger than you guys. Like, I'm the strongest DB ever. I was like, you mean <laughs> from Notre, Notre Dame? He was like, no, Ever. Like, I'm, I'm going to set the record for most um, bench reps at the Combine by DB. And I was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Said, I was like, how many can you do? He said 35. And then his teammate, you know, kind of was like, you're you're capping, man. You're not going to set – you're not breaking <laughs> 35 or 225 at your size. Like, you're not going to do that. He's it's like, you would never do that at Notre Dame. That's insane and, at any size. Yeah, and then Jalen's like, yeah, like, I got 32, not 35. I am see you're already lying to me, man. Come on. That's still a lot. Thirty-two is still a lot. For yeah, for a guy that six-two-two, two, I think he's six-two-two or two, three somewhere around there. Two oh five. Six no, two two oh five, five,
1: six-two-two five. Yeah. If I if I had to bet on it, dude, there's no way that he cracks twenty-five. That's a lot, man. No, oh, that's not a lot.
2: Maybe maybe a Notre Dame locker room but not at the combine <laughs> he's strong he's a, he's now tony pride jr and jalen elliot have both uh, tony pride jr is one of the fastest i didn't that kid on tape man i, I don't know how he ran so fast. i mean they're saying he's running in the four to nine four three range if you Which look at great. tony pride jr's tape he looks like a four five guy
1: i completely best. agree i completely um,
2: agree like he just looks kind of stiff but at the combine he's loose man and then even jalen elliot um Jalen can play inside the box a little bit too um, and, and obviously he's a safety, so he can he, he's kind of struggles, um, in coverage sometimes. But he's a good tackler. He's hard nosed. He's tough. Uh, obviously he's got the the swag. Thinks he bench you know thirty. You know even I was like, what about Sean Taylor? Like rest in peace, Sean Taylor. But like I consider him probably the strongest DB. He was like, you know, I'm not gonna disrespect that man like that. <laughs> um, basically saying like, yeah, I got him too. So I like the confidence that Jalen Elliott has. I think he could be a guy that you look out for if you're a Browns fan uh, that could make some noise too. So I like him. Good personality. Just, and I mean, Jordan Fuller, I guess too, because.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot Jordan Fuller was there too. I re- I was really high on him going into the season. He was my favorite. He I actually had him higher on my preseason board than Jeffrey Okuda. Ooh. Believe it or not, wow. Fuller Fuller. I mean, and you know, I mean, he he's super. He's big. He's athletic. He's fast. He's just always a step late to where the ball is. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. Yeah, so I definitely. feel like if I feel that's like if cool he gets in. the right coaching, then he'll be there. Does that make sense? It's not a fit there's no physical limitations that's stopping him from being great.
2: Um, yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. There's no he he's got the athleticism, if he can figure it out. Kind of like um I'm not comparing him to his game, but Kendall Sheffield kind of just because I knew Kendall had, yeah, the athleticism in him. If he could just stay healthy and get his mind right and figure it out, he could. I would he, agree. Just to, yeah, that's kind of similar. You know, I, I was a really big Kendall Sheffield guy. Yeah, and
1: and, I, 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 and he he ended up having a very good year with the Falcons as a yeah, rookie.
2: He did. Yeah. yeah, he went to a good spot where he got an opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. Where they let him kind of freelance back there, um, and. Showed his athleticism. Stayed healthy, you know what I mean, and showed his athleticism. So yeah, he's still now, you know, got, got a little way to I go. I did
1: want to ask, I did want to ask one more Ohio State question because we we we, we got to move on to our XFL picks. And I want you to be a part of that too. I know you watch a lot of XFL and you know a lot of these guys, uh, but I do want to ask one more Ohio State question. I know that when you were at the awards ceremony, you spoke to Justin Fields. What's, what kind of vibe did you get from him? You also commented on his size. I kind of wanted you to go in depth for our listeners as well about what you noticed and what your expectations are for Justin Fields.
2: Oh, yeah. So I was at the uh, College Football Awards in Atlanta. Always go there every year. Try to go. Josh, we got to get you out there, man. But um, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. So, um, but, no, ju- yeah. so as far as Justin goes, his size and just talking to him, I like Justin, man. And, and, you know, Justin's from uh, – He's a Georgia kid, so I, I live here. I have, you know, followed him for, for a while recruiting. Good kid, good, good guy, uh, really has his head on straight. Um, he really – some guys just are different. Like when they come out of high schools, like Justin Fields expects to be a top five pick, like when he was 17, and that's how he carries himself, if you get what I'm saying. Um, that's crazy. Very, like he carries himself like an NFL player. Like talking to him was like talking to an NFL quarterback already, and he's 20 years old. Um, he's always been that way though. When he was at Harrison High School in Georgia, that's how he was. And as far as his, he's big, he's gotten so. I mean, he was six four, um, like two ten to two, two or five coming out of high school. He's like almost two thirty right now. He said he's like two twenty six. He said.
1: And you believe and you and you saw him, so you believe it too. You said he look he's man. looking thick.
2: He's yes, man. Especially like the legs, like lower body. That's what he's working on, like trying to. He's big. But like, he looks legit, man. Um he looks like he's been working out a lot. And I mean, obviously this guy's next to Chase. <laughs> like they were sitting next to each other, so Chase is a... but like I could, that's how I could tell how big he was, because Chase is a monster. And you know? I this yeah. kid next, you know, they have Chase, um, um him and then Jonathan Taylor. Obviously Jonathan being the smaller guy, and then you know, JK just in the back being super small. But like <laughs> um yeah, Justin. And he's still
1: built like a truck. JK Dobbins is still like 2'10". Two, oh, 50, yeah. Two, like five ten. Yeah, but yeah.
2: Is. But yeah, Justin's about He's just. Smart. I'm not going to compare him to Cam Newton, like playing on the field, but like he could be that oh size. Oh my god! So I don't know if he's going to be 250, but like. 240, oh my god! Six four two four.
1: Even like, you bringing up Cam Newton right now, okay? This 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 show slants toward towards a gambling audience, and you just said Cam Newton in the same sentence as Justin Fields. All of my money left my bank account and bet on Justin <laughs> Fields to win the Heisman next year. That's what that front- comment did to me. He's my. He's
2: front your runner. Front- runner?
1: He's my front runner. Yeah. Who who do we? Oh man, I don't have those
2: odds pulled up. Do we know
1: who the favorite is? It's got to be uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it feels. Do we know what Fields' odds are? I don't know. Fields
2: Fields was Fields was he, it feels has to be like high, like in the top three though. Like he's got to be. He was on the ballot. Got to be in the top three. Yeah, he's you're on, right. He's got to he, be. He was there. He was in New York.
1: That might not that might not be the steal that I think it is, but I do that. That sounds like a sure shot, though, man. If he if he can get a little bit more weight and still keep his movement <laughs> abilities, not get hurt. I mean, we got a lot of wide receivers coming back: Chris Olave, um, Garrett Wilson. Um, you're you're, you you're Fleming's coming in.
2: Fleming, man, yeah. So. Oh, so Adam, are you a House day guy too? Or? Yeah, I am. Yeah, oh, I graduated cool. from there with Josh. Yeah, well, don't say don't say you're UC guy, man. Come on, no, <laughs> no, no. no. Nah. I know so, a, no. so yeah, Ju- yeah,
0: Justin Fields is actually the front runner now. Oh, uh, he is plus, plus uh, two fifty. We missed the, boat. We missed the Trevor, boat. Trevor Lawrence is plus three hundred. Then behind him is
1: Mac Jones from Alabama, Bo Nix, Jake Fromm, Spencer Rattler. So, at this point, if you're going to gamble on that, it would almost be better to wait to see if something happens, uh, maybe some kind of injury to somebody, or you know, maybe I don't, I don't know if if a team gets like a big transfer in, moves a guy like yeah. Matt, if Matt Jones up or whatever. Well, if mean, he's sense. the favorite, there's no point to rush it, correct? Right. Yeah, no that that, that makes sense. I, I think it makes sense that
0: that uh, Fields is the front runner. If you think about Ohio State and how they're going to play next year, they're not going to. You know, they're losing J.K. Dobbins. They're not going to have a guy that's going to be able to rush for fifteen hundred yards next year. Uh, well, so Master I think they're going to have. I don't. I don't know, man. Master Teague just didn't look any good. Um, Whoa! When when, when Dobbs oh. got hurt. Not, not against Clemson. Like, obviously, he, he, <coughs> he ran well. He runs hard. He's a he's a one-cut runner. He runs downhill. He's not as elusive so you're, as you're Dobbins. Fa- or... You're
1: saying Teague is more like Weber than Dobbins. He's he's going to get you your two or three yards when you need two or three yards, but he's yeah. not going to be a guy we're handed to in third and five.
0: Right, and he's going to get you six or seven if a hole's there. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: But he, he's not, I don't think he's got breakaway speed. I don't think he's got the elusiveness that Dobbins had so do I, think, I know Don? we got a, We got a we got a really big freshman coming in. So I don't I you know, we'll
2: see how that goes but <laughs> I what think, do you think uh, you, agree with you guys that? play you guys play organ next year, right or this? Year. Yeah, no, you're right. Honestly, yeah, play Oregon this year, right? <laughs> yeah. Play Oregon this year. See I, a, I know there's a sleeper for me the um, husband CJ Verdell, but I mean the running back for for Oregon, he put up monster numbers for them. I know everyone gives Herbert like a lot of credit, but really, if you watch Oregon, like CJ Burdell was the guy. Like that's, that's why they won so true. many that's games. Um, that uh, offense I know, uh, is so like, I think, wishy-washy though. The way Oregon runs
1: their offense, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like they have. Uh, they, they, it's almost like they ride the hot hand. Does that make sense? Which is good, but it's like if you were going to bet on. You, do you remember when Arkansas had that backfield of Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins? Yeah, and they were both—they were both good, but neither one had outstanding statistics because they both split carries. I feel like Oregon's kind of like that. Like even if CJ Verdell's the guy, if he slips up or doesn't—you know—if something happens, they have no problem stashing them. Does that make sense? What, what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I, I agree with that. I think. I think they do ride the hot hand, but really, I thought Verdell, especially at the end of the last year, kind of took over. Like they still they, now. There's some games that they kind of went away from him, like the Arizona State. They lost the Arizona State game. I thought they went away from him too much. Um, and, and they and were leaning.
1: They were leaning on. on, they were leaning on uh, that was the game they were leaning on. Uh, oh my God, Juwan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Juwan, see, Juwan, that, John, that, yeah. that's kind of that would that would be my fear with putting money on Verdell. His odds are probably pretty favorable. I mean, because you know, as a sleeper. Yeah.
2: But yeah, they, they they should be pretty. I mean, he was first team, uh, all pack 12. And I think he was, I don't, he wasn't all American, but I mean, there's so many running backs, but he should be projected to be one. I mean, he was, you know what? He was two, would, over 2,000 all purpose yards last year. So
1: I would almost compare that. We talked about last week how Baker Mayfield has one <laughs> odds on the MVP. And when I saw that, I got, kind of got excited like, oh my God, Baker Mayfield 40 to 1. If they're even halfway decent, he's going to, I mean, that feels like a, a gimme. But more, Adam talked me out of it because he's saying, "Dude, he's got you. In order for you to cash, he's got to win it. So if and with the Browns probably going to rely on the run, it's probably best to stay away from that. That's kind of how I view the Verdell thing because I feel like his odds are probably like it's. You could probably make a solid amount of cash betting on him, but he's got to overcome you know a lot of people, you know Fields, Lawrence, even Mac Jones, to get it. So. But, I, I mean, I could definitely see it. That's definitely a,
2: a real yeah.
1: – legitimate sleeper candidate.
2: I, Mac, the Mac, I like Mac, man, but I don't – that's just – that one's too – that's wild to me. I don't know if he's even going to be, like, the starting quarterback. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be the starter? I th- i mean, he's projected to be, and I think he will be. But you got – I mean, Bryce Young is a, is a bad boy, man, coming out from modern day. He's a good player. And, uh, obviously, they play SE. Uh, not looking forward to that. I'll be at that game. I don't know why I'm gonna torture myself like that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you said you they were going to be by 23 points, right? Probably, yeah. I don't believe in this. You said, you um,
1: said, I think you said 28 points on Twitter. I mean, I think,
2: up. I, I, think, think- I'm, I, say, I think Mac Jones will be the starter. I'm not like dissing him. I like, I actually really like Mac a lot. I've been a huge Mac Jones fan for a while, but I'm just saying Bryce Young has a shot to come in and get some plays or at least get some packages because he's at he's. He's the most athletic quarterback they're going to have. More athletic than Tua and, and Jalen and Blake Sims, all those guys. This guy's a real deal. He's a Kyler a, a Murray-type athlete, at quarterback. So and you, that's scary for Alabama. They're already Alabama. Like, we don't need that.
1: You feel comfortable if I, if, if I put $100 on the table and said, dude, you give me 28 points, I take USC. You would take USC. You'd, get, you'd put down 100 bucks on the table?
2: Wait, you're giving me 28 points? No no, no. You're taking Alabama. No, you're <laughs> oh, I'm like, points. What? I don't know. It's too early to Yeah, right now I would, but I don't know right now. It's it's early, man. We don't know. Okay. All Let's, right, okay. Yeah. Let's see All what right. like, SC's got some We did a good job this offseason getting some coaches in, man. Jack, <laughs> coach Jackson and you know, coach from uh, Kansas and Kansas State, the special teams coach. So still got Clay Hilton, though. But <laughs> 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 We'll see what happens, man. We got a good team coming back though, man. It's, Seventeen starters coming back. Keaton Slovis. I mean, we'll see. Uh, before we move on to the XFL, Adam, you got anything else you want to ask? <coughs>
0: no, I, I ain't got
2: anything, buddy.
1: Donovan knows it all, dude. Don't hold back. Yes, He
2: does. Dude.
1: He knows it all, mm-hmm. man.
2: I don't know, man. I'm not gonna lie, though. I haven't watched like much XFL yet. So I, oh, I've seen, it. I've seen, I've seen some, but not a lot. So I'll probably which, defer to you guys on this. <laughs> which is so, which is so funny
1: because you know all the players. I mean, you know, we talked about Matt McGloin. Uh We, t- I mean, you, you follow a lot of these guys since. I mean, Jordan Tayamu, I mean, you've probably been watching that dude's eighth grade tape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but almost, yeah. <laughs> High school. Um, or, I mean, obviously, I, I was a big Cardinal Jones guy. I, I swear I'm like a honorary Ohio State fan. Like, <laughs> I just love, I just love, I and mean, well, except when y'all beat the crap out of us, then I'm sad about it. But um, no, like, I, I just, yeah, Cardinal Jones, Matt McGloin, I saw his interview at the halftime thing. Where oh, dude, that was off, amazing. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I've seen. Um, Same. I, sadly, the team I've seen the most is Tampa. I don't know why, but that's just. That's sad. I've I know it is. Um, and the LA, um, I know a couple guys on that team, so that's cool. And I mean, I'm like Cali kid or whatever, so I don't know. I haven't picked a team like yet. I don't know who's everybody. The New York team are they good? Are they, they're not good, are they? They're
1: no, they just got blown out by DC. <laughs> it was funny. We do our we did our power rankings, and we both had New York like one and two because they beat the. They beat somebody to the ground the first week. I can't remember who it was. Now we're like, oh man, they looked really good, dude. They got slaughtered by DC. <laughs> they got slaughtered, dude. DC's got a bunch of stuff. They got Raheem Moore, Matt Elam. I mean, that guy was a first round draft pick. Yeah. Uh, they got Scooby Wright back there. I mean, they got oh, they got Elite Elijah Quails from uh, Washington on their defensive line. There's a lot of like. They got a lot of players there. In
2: there. So yeah, yeah Sco- Scooby Wright was one of the first players I ever um, interviewed on podcasts. Really. Wright. So that's a,
1: that's a former Brown. A lot of people remember him. He was a seventh-round draft pick from Arizona to the Cleveland Browns. He might have been sixth-round. I can't remember. But he was uh, – I mean, he was kind of – he was He was up for some serious awards before he got hurt. So wh- how was that interview like?
2: He was really cool, man. I liked him. Um, his name on Twitter, I don't know if it is anymore, Two Star Scoob, just because, you know, obviously he was a two-star. He was very under-recruited, and then him getting nominated for – um, the Buckers Award, um, and kind of just that Arizona team. When they, it's like Rich Rodriguez at the time, they were like fifth in the country, like at the time, and they were doing crazy, crazy things. They had a uh, new Solomon, if you remember that oh, name, right. a quarterback, yeah. and yeah, it's gonna be right. And they were dominated, man. He, he was the catalyst for that team. Um, you know, undersized kid, but just worked hard, man. Just that hard work, hard work, dedication. So I liked him. He was cool. Bill loved him because just because yeah. he. You know, but he's kind of at the old. He's old school type of player. So, like, do you think he 80s, can make
1: so. it back?
2: Yeah, I think Scooby can make it back for sure. I think he works hard, but I think those guys just do. You want it at this point? Because you could easily just quit and or just cash it in or whatever. But I think Scooby wants to get back. Um, you mentioned Matt Elam. Yeah, I remember him. That that's a good team. Uh, Logic Wells. You mentioned him. Uh, who's yeah. their quarterback? That's Card. That's DC
1: man. That's Cardell. Oh
2: Cardell, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Sorry, yeah, that's Cardale. Yeah, so. Yeah, and they man, got Rashad Ross outside running the four three. A good team. He's been the he's been the best quarterback by far, right? There's like two. I Cardell? Well, they've been saying two. It's Cardell and somebody else. They've been saying that's good. Philip Walker, man. Philip Walker, there we go. See, I told you. Yeah. Temple, Temple, yeah. See, I know the players. I just haven't <laughs> watched all the kids. Yeah. Oh, I saw that crazy throw he made. On yeah. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson retweet. It looked like Deshaun oh, Watson. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, well, I would take I would take Philip Walker or Cardell. Yeah. I really
1: would, man. Oh, really? Really? Oh,
2: man, he's just got so much wiggle. Car- that, that team that – I saw D- the Cardell, the, the – the, Yeah. That, I saw that throw too, but yeah. I feel Dude,
1: like the, He's team. just got uh, – Cardell has a lot – That DC team is really good. But Philip Walker, first of all, he beat out Connor Cook. And you know, you know they didn't want him to beat out Connor Cook. Because Connor Cook's got some serious fans. I People want to see –
2: I – <laughs> we, we had – I interviewed him too. Um, He was – Connor is cool, man. I like I like Connor. He, which is funny, because most people say he's not cool. <laughs> they do. He they do say that. They do. That you're. I agree with you. He. We we talked about it. I yeah. talked about like his personality. He wasn't.
1: He like. wasn't. He's like one of the only quarterbacks that wasn't named a captain as a senior. Like literally, he was like the only quarterback in all of college football that year. No, that
2: I, I can years. see why. No, the way he answered questions, like I can see why. He he really didn't care. I, I asked him about that, he was like, "I don't. I care whether or less you like me or not." Like, I'm here to win football wow. games.
1: Crazy, man.
2: Crazy. So, I mean, he kind of has that attitude, you know, but I, I saw it as something different than what <laughs> other people saw. But the whole Ohio State Archie Griffin thing, I guess, kind of, you know, turned some people the wrong way, too. But I like Connor. But, yeah, he's not I don't good. remember. I, so, dude, I mean, dude, like,
1: what ha- the Archie Griffin thing, what are you talking I don't know what you're talking about, man.
2: You don't remember that? No. Adam, do you know what he's talking about? No, I don't. So... Connor Cook won MVP of the uh, Big Ten champion, or yeah, championship. And Archie Griffin was gonna hand him the trophy, and he didn't. He just snatched it from him. He didn't shake his hand. I was at he, that game. Oh, you were there. That's why. Is that was, was that a was that He's a big the, deal? Oh yeah, post game show was because. He didn't acknowledge Archie Griffin. He was like, I don't even know who he is, like really, like. Oh. <laughs> you can't say that. Just be like, just don't say that. Don't say you don't know who he is. Just say something like else. Ah. He's like, I, I no know know Like You can't say you didn't know who Archie was, man. That's not good. Like you're <laughs> a big, I and you know, I didn't know he's he's from Ohio. That's right. That's right. Oh my God! See, you learn something new every day. I had no idea, man. He wanted to go to. Ohio State. And we talked to him about that, but then he was like, you know, he didn't get offered, and he So that's why he said he wanted to beat Ohio State the head in all the he time. He
1: did. Dude, he, I had him as a first-round grade coming out. I loved him. I thought he was I, an absolute.
2: I thought he could have been like what Jared Goff is like right now at least. Yeah. I but, thought so too. I missed. <laughs> His first start was a playoff game though, so that wasn't fair.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll make this quick because I know we're trying, to, we're trying to keep it within – what like we're trying to keep in within an hour oh, yeah adam is it 45 minutes yet <clears throat> oh yeah yeah we've still passed it but we're okay, under an hour right. i'll hurry it up i'll hurry it up okay so that's my fault. No, no, no 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 that's my fault I, I always do this every week i do it every week uh so houston's favored by six points over tampa bay uh i took houston tampa bay is kind of in a disarray they had aaron murray aaron murray got hurt they went with taylor cornelius which i'm sure you're familiar with donovan Uh, Who I don't know why they keep busting Quentin flowers. I don't know why they don't just play him I don't think they're gonna play him again. Mark Trestman seems like I like Mark Trestman I thought he had a good track record in the CFL. We talked about that briefly last week But he doesn't they don't know what they're doing. So I'm gonna go with Philip I'm gonna ride the hot hand with uh, Philip Walker in Houston
0: Yeah, that's where I'm going to I got Houston
1: minus six here now last week too I want to I want to reference and let everybody know too. Adam and I went two and two so, just for just for future reference. And I went 0-2 in Daily Fantasy, too, for God knows why. Donovan, who you got in this game?
2: So, you said, what's the spread on this
1: one? PJ Walker and Houston Roughnecks are giving six points to uh, the Tampa Bay Vipers and Aaron Murray.
2: Oh man, Tampa! We were making fun of Tampa at the bar the other night. Um, so I'm gonna go with um, oh, yeah. the expert pick. I'm gonna go with Houston, man. PJ Walker, right? The MVP early MVP candidate, I guess, for uh, the
1: XFL. All right, we're all on the same page there. All right, the next game, uh, Dallas is a five-point favorite at Seattle. <laughs> Check it out. I'm gonna go with the big upset here. I'm gonna go Seattle. Dallas squeaked out a victory last week. Uh, Landry Jones was really good in the second half. Looked terrible in the first half. It was alarming how bad Dallas looked in the first half. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, Seattle pounded Tampa Bay last week. I think they ride the hot hand. They're the only team in the XFL that I, that's really kind of hammering the ball. They got Trey Williams and Kenneth Farrow, who I didn't think were going to be this good, but they're, they're it's a pretty good rushing attack.
0: I'm, I'm going with Dallas. I like Landon Jones. This is a quarterback league. Um, I, I, you, know, you mentioned how you played a lot better in the second half last week. I'm, I'm going to ride that, um, go with Dallas here.
1: Mr. Casual too, dude. His his interviews after throwing picks, he just didn't care. He was like, "We'll be yeah, all right." We'll it was all right. awesome. It was
2: crazy. Who you got, Donovan? Um, uh, I like Seattle, man. I liked their their they're at home too. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. Seattle's at home, and they had yeah. thirty thousand people in the stands. Yeah,
2: last I year. saw their. Cra- See, I saw that. Saw some of that game. Their crowd was big. It looked like a. It was a good atmosphere. Um, yeah. Always. In. Uh, Trey Williams though, they're running back, I'm gonna go with them. Seattle. Yeah. I like Trey all Williams right. and what they have there. Yeah, I like him. I like Farrow too. Farrow was pretty good at Houston.
1: Uh, But I mean, the the Landry Jones thing does scare me because that dude is so casual. Like, he just goes out there and he slings it. Uh, But moving on to the third game, the New York Guardians are a nine and a half point underdog to the St. Louis Battlehawks in St. Louis. St. Louis. This is their first home game. Supposedly, they've sold 30,000 tickets as well in a much smaller venue, so this should be a pretty good home field advantage. St. Louis lost last week, but they only lost by four. The spread was eight points. To Was it Houston? Yeah, it was Houston. Houston, we talked about them being a good team. Seattle hung in. Uh, they found, dude, Matt Jones. If Matt Jones was just a couple years younger, I think he'd get another NFL shot. He's absolutely dominating. Jordan Tayamu looks very good. LeDamian Washington looks very solid. I'm going to go St. Louis.
0: Yeah, Jordan Tamas played really well, but I, you know, we talked about how much we like New York last week. I think we each had him like in a, a third in our power ratings. Yep. This is too many <laughs> points. So I'm going with New York here. Well, you know, New York is getting nine and a half, dude. I, that's yeah, it's way too much.
1: Oh, you are going to New York, dude. I don't yeah, even yeah. know who the quarterback's going to be. Matt McGloin flipped out. He had an aneurysm on live TV, man.
2: Who's <laughs> their, who's their backup quarterback?
1: I don't even know. I don't. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I just saw St. Louis. And I was like, I'm going with St. Louis, dude. Yeah.
0: Maybe that's why the number's so high because of the uncertainty at oh, the quarterback position. But that, the backup, I just feel like that. I don't know. We can look it up. Can so. you can
1: you look that up? Who who you got, Donovan? You want to see who the backup is first? Mm, I don't think I don't it matters, know. man. Matt Jones has played like a man on fire, dude. He overtook Christine <clears> Michael. <throat> Christine Michael was like the first pick in the XFL draft. That's how good Matt Jones was. Was the
2: he man. the first? Was he the first overall?
1: Uh, well, they had, they remember they did their draft weird. They did like the quarterback draft.
2: Oh yeah. Cardell yeah. was the first. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But he
1: was like the first pick out of all the other skill position guys. That's right. That's right. And he beat, Matt Jones beat him out, dude. He's been stiff arming people, spin moving people. I'm going to
2: go. Yeah. I mean, you can look at, I mean, I'm going to go and say St. Louis. That's the team that, you know, obviously they lost their team. They're going to be, their fat, fan base is going to be pretty hyped, man. It's, dude, they're saying,
1: they're saying 30,000.
2: Yeah, I saw Alexis Kraft. I don't know if you guys follow her on, on Twitter, but she was saying, yeah, 30, 35,000. I mean, that's crazy for X awesome. So, yeah, I would go St. Louis, but I, I would like to see who the backup quarterback is. But either way, I'll still go to St. Louis. Jordan Tayamu, I'll go with him. He's, he, he, he's played really, really he- well. Uh, Josh is Josh is a big fan of him. You've mentioned him on our show a couple times. um,
1: I know. I don't know why I do that because I wasn't I was I I gave him I think I gave him like a fourth or fifth round grade. I just I thought he should have got a shot in the NFL. And at only 22 years old, getting some snaps under him. The the XFL is the perfect environment to show that he's at least worthy of a shot. You know what I mean? Same with Philip Walker. Philip Walker kind of got crapped on because he was stuck in a situation behind Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, and Andrew Luck is six foot four and you know doesn't really he didn't really fit what they were doing. But if Philip Walker would have landed in Baltimore, he probably could he really would have competed with RG3. If he would have landed in Cleveland, he would have really competed with Garrett Gilbert. He I I just think he kind of got screwed because of his size. Yeah, Adam, you see
2: the size. backup
0: was? Uh it's either going to be Luis Perez or Marquise Williams. I'm not sure which one. Oh, uh, right. Luis,
2: Fer- Luis I like Luis Perez.
1: Well, Marquise oh Williams actually came in for – I'm sorry. That's I should have known that. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Marquise Williams actually came in for a couple snaps last week when they were running the ball. Marquise Williams is the quarterback at North Carolina, played in the CFL for a bit. Either way, dude, I don't like those odds. Can't <laughs> see yeah. Lewis. All right, uh, the last game, and then we'll, we'll, we'll shut off the pod. Uh, DC is given eight points to the Los Angeles Wildcats in Los Angeles. Dude, I'm riding Cardell Jones. I'm riding Rashad Ross. Dude, DC looks unstoppable. Los Angeles is in flux. Now I know that they played, they they hung with Dallas in the first half. They imploded in the second half. We talked about them last week firing Pepper Johnson after one week. They fired their defense corner after one week. You know how weird <laughs> that is? You know how weird that is. That's crazy. And then they then they they traded their one of their best edge rushers, uh, Johnson to DC. I don't know they don't know what they're doing. Josh Johnson is still beat up, Chad Kenov is still beat up. I mean, Josh Johnson played well last week, but he's still he's still hurt, dude. I'm going with I'm going with DC giving eight. I'm going DC
0: too here. I, I think DC is the best team in the league. I think LA is if they're not the worst, they're one of the worst teams in the league. So I, I'll, I'll take DC here.
1: I would agree. I got DC number one on my board too. Don, what you got?
2: Man, I want to take the upset on you guys, but I can't. Because <laughs> that, yeah, this I feel like DC is probably the best team um, in the XFL so far. Just looking at their roster, complete roster, it's yeah. I want to go for LA, you know, the home team, but I can't. So,
1: well, you know, some you said you know some dudes playing on LA too, right?
2: Yeah. Um, Ray, Ray Davidson, the linebacker from Cal, obviously, because of Darius, and uh, yeah, I mean, um, Josh Johnson, you know, what I mean, well, him, him working out down in San Diego. I go out there actually every year, so I'll be at uh, Palmer's camp. Oh, wow, talking about Jordan Palmer. Like, I was there. Two years ago, with uh, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and those guys, so I mean, I wasn't with them, but you know, what I mean, I was there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so some of those guys on stand- or LA and uh, talked to, or interviewed, or whatever. But yeah, I don't think they'll win.
1: I will say uh, Nelson Spruce has also been a pretty pleasant surprise. He's getting pretty long of the 2 to twenty seven years old. So I don't know if he's going to get another NFL shot, but that's another Pac twelve guy that I know you're familiar with that's been really tearing up the XFL. Uh, but all right, it's getting late. Donovan's yawning. Adam's looking at me. It's o'clock, so we'll go ahead and close this out. This is the Browns Wire podcast. I'm your host, Josh Keeley. You can hit me up on Twitter at Josh Keeley16. Hit me with any questions you have. You can see my work at Browns Wire. Adam, where can they follow you?
0: Follow me on Twitter, more M O O R E 2102.
1: That's the worst Twitter name on the website. <laughs> Donovan, where can they find you? What you got going on, my friend?
2: Um, follow me on Twitter at Dom James Sports and uh we got a mock draft tomorrow, man. That's all I can say. So I did the podcast last night with everybody and then this one and then tomorrow another <laughs> So I'm just dude, I'm, kill I'm it. just I just keep going, man. It's fun. I like to stay out of trouble and do podcasts. <laughs> That's my kill motto. It, yeah. So yeah, follow me on Twitter there. So appreciate it, man. Thank you guys. This is super fun, man. I I love this show. This is fun. This is super dude,
1: cool. We appreciate you coming on. I'm sorry it took so long. Next time we'll make sure it's shorter.
2: Yeah, man. Definitely hit me up. Let me know. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you, yeah. Adam. Appreciate it. Yeah. You-